So, here we are. Found it with very little difficulty thanks to excellent navigation by my driving companion Adam Wyeth. And here is home from home for the next 10 days or so. Number two, Kilreelig. In my head, you have held me in your arms. In my head, I've been witness to your charms a thousand times. You have sung me a love song in my head. You're very welcome to a rather unusual version of the Attic Sessions. We thought we'd take the opportunity because I was down visiting this amazing writer's retreat, artist retreat called Kilreelig in Balanskelligs in County Kerry to do a sort of a video blog of what it's like here. I'm here for 10 days and um, so I'm just sort of doing a small video diary to capture the essential experience of the place being here, trying to write trying to not get distracted all the time by the amazing scenery. Um, I'm just getting some time, some headspace, some time. And I'm down courtesy of the Irish Writers' Centre and the Kilreelig Project. Um, it's a, a, a residency that they have co-funded, so I'm very lucky and very grateful to be here. And I'm sharing the space for the week with six other writers. Um, so hopefully we'll see some of those over the course of the next while, have a quick chat with them and uh, give you a flavour of this whole experience. And I keep on looking out at the sea because that's the place to look. So good morning and welcome to day one of the Kilreelig artists writers retreat experience um, and it's an interesting first morning because there was a power cut at about half four this morning in the general balance galaxy area so i got up a little earlier to go to the loon discovered there was no light and it was very dark so trying to make my way down quite a steep stairs which i'll show you in the minute um, and then it has continued without power. It's it's currently about 10 to 10. And uh, the dongle is still on, so the Wi-Fi is still working. So I've been able to establish that there is a general power cut in the Balanced Galaxy area and nobody knows quite yet when it's going to be fixed. So, coming to the end of day one, um, I have been here at Kilreelig Artist Retreat for nearly 24 hours, maybe a little more, and um, I've just spent the day, I suppose, setting myself up for the next 10. Um, I have certain jobs I want to do here. I have a a draft of a novel that I want to try and 
turn into a second draft and try and make it a little better than it currently is. So I've made some progress on that. I'm just editing and beginning to think about are there things that I can add in or subtract or make the writing more vivid in some way. So, so I've been working on that and also doing a little poetry. Um, I do like to keep my uh, poetic hand in and uh, it's very hard not to respond to such glorious landscape as, as uh, when I find myself in here. start of day two and a rather lovely sunrise. I thought I'd take us out for a little walk because it's such a beautiful morning and when Kerry gives you a morning like this you don't say no. So I thought I'd just take us on a little walk up the hill behind the artist cottages which is what we're looking at at the moment swing around, be blinded by the sun for a minute, and then take us up the road just a bit. So this is Bull's Head. When you're in a writing retreat, it's nice to be able to have some of the comforts of home, and making bread has been one of those comforts for me for the last while. So I wasn't sure how the oven was going to work, but it works just fine. Of course, you won't know until we cut it open. Looking forward to having some of that for my lunch. House, the, the Chopin Shanaki, the community house where um, artists who are down in Kilrig are given the opportunity to come together to chat now and again. And it's actually was the original home of this man, Sean O'Connell, who lived here in the the late 19th century, I guess, um, and was a storyteller. Good morning. It's Tuesday, which means the fourth full day of being here, five days since Friday. And um, I thought I'd just give you a quick kind of chat about how the day starts, what you do when you have all day to do whatever you want to do, with nobody looking over your shoulder, uh, in a very quiet, beautiful place. Um, and the great thing about the Kilrelig setup is that it's very self-contained. It's not supposed to be incredibly comfortable, so so uh, you get that good kind of Spartan approach to, to work. You wouldn't be lazing on the sofa all day. Um, but you have a lovely workspace. Obviously, visual artists use this. Um, you can see the 
traces of paint on the on the table um, and there's amazing light from the windows above um, but there's a great table to write on and lots of space to sort of leave out things that you might want to use as prompts if that's how you'd like to start your day um, and then place for manuscripts uh, type scripts um, pots of coffee very important start for the day. Um, pens, notebooks, books that might be very useful to kind of refer to. Um, so you know you can spread yourself out and, and come and go and, and use what you need to use. Um, Climbing over fences have got me into trouble in the past. But I saw this stone from the road and I saw the carving on it, which makes it a very old stone. So I thought I'd come down and investigate. So I am here in cottage number five with the poet Louise Callaghan, who's one of the writers down for the 10 days, courtesy of the Writer Centre in Kilreelig. Uh, Louise, you're going to share some of the work that you've been making here in the last while. Yes, I thought rather than reiterate my impressions of Kilreelig, um, I've been here a week now, uh, first time. But anyway, I'm here for the work and this is what I've been doing. So this is my impressions. Lovely, thank you. Art Centre. The first one <clears throat> I'm going to read you is Kilreelig without Wi-Fi 1. Here one is alone with paper and pen. Of two deal tables, I chose the one that has splashes of blue paint and a burn mark in the worn wood. Words phrases float into my mind. The most desired of all, a metaphor for this place as yet out of reach. Enough, all praise to a reliable table. Gmail, text, chit-chat about this and that, supplanted by a fox's patter on the sloped glass roof. At my open door, I hear a short song. Surely it is a chuff. Okay, so this is um, a poem from my uh, forthcoming collection, which is coming out very soon. Um, it's called The Art of Dying. This is a poem called The World, and um, it's about someone with OCD, and it struck me that um, ritual is myth in action, and of course one of the things with OCD is very much the ritual. Anyway, this is called The World. My mother's kitchen was a sea of blue cupboards and shiny surfaces. The door was always closed or just ajar. Sometimes I'd peep in and spot her 
dusting packets on shelves, or mopping the floor, smooth as an ice rink. A pot of wilting thyme sat, dying of thirst, on the windowsill, while outside a bare hedge ringed our home, fortifying us from next door. When I asked for water, she'd startle out of her cleaning waltz, spin on the spot, then take a polished glass from the highest cupboard and dash to the taps. I'd catch her twisted image bending in its chrome arm, letting the gush of water run cold before filling the glass. I'd stand at the door, wanting to break through its icy exterior, the sea of glass, but knew if I did, the world would shatter. Super. We just heard Adam Wythe, who is one of the writers down at Kilrelig this week, um, reading from his new collection of poems. Uh, what's it called, the collection? The Art of Dying. The Art of Dying, and it is, um, I think, coming out in November. And it's going to be launched. Eight. Yeah. So, how are you enjoying yourself down here? Very much. Um, it's very secluded. It's very private. Um, we're sort of... There's seven of us here, isn't there? But yeah. we sort of barely see each other. Um, which I suppose is what it's, you know, all about. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm finding it, you know, it's, it's a beautiful area, it's very atmospheric. Yeah. Um, and I'm finding that sort of, just sort of soaking all that in, really. Yeah. That's the Celtic. Relatively re recent, I would say, sort of. That's Crusader time. That's the Crusader cross. Oh, is it? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's oh, the cross wow. of the Crusader. Yeah. Is that not a, just the board so, forger symbol? So <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, I've seen that in um, Israel. So we oh, that's it what wasn't they're doing. an ohm stone, but if you look here, that's what they're doing. These, there's ohm the as well. These are the marks here. There's a few. Oh, look at that. These are definite um, yeah, yeah, Celtic yeah, tree yeah. alphabet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Letters. Yeah, they are. Words. Wow. But you can barely see it. Okay, um, we're outdoors and I'm with Kate Kavanagh. Um, Kate, tell us about your experiences. Like, What were you expecting and, and what has it turned out to be like? Um, I had a very open mind in my expectations. I was just hoping to be able to focus on a project and uh, have nothing else to do except write all day. <laughs> now, as it turns out, I was madly distracted. It's so beautiful down here, uh, but in, distracted in a beautiful way. It, it, it's a magical place. You can see the scenery is amazing. Anytime I could, I got out while the light was on, took lots of pictures and videos. I did write and uh, wrote a lot more than I thought I would and uh, overcame a bit of a problem I was having in the piece that I'm working on. So it was really, really good for that. But also learned that I discovered um, a really love visual, either doodling, video, camera, drawing. I really love all of that. So I did have a nice balance and I was able to do it relatively guilt-free because when the writing is over, there's no television. Mm -hmm. uh, there's radio, which was really cool because we got to hear Leonard Cohen's new album and, uh, and got to hear Nessa uh, communicating with me through John Creedon. <laughs> Very supernatural. But it, it was wonderful in the evening to be able to draw and nothing else drawing my attention. Uh, that was really good. Great bunch. We had such fun and we, we, we saw so many, so many of the things around here. It's such a wealth of Bronze Age in 
habitation and leftover stones. You, 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 somebody said you, you can't walk through a field without tripping over a standing stone, which is which is quite true. And and of course, the sound of the sea is a constant backdrop. I thought I'd show you the view from number one, where Darina is. Um, we're going to be Darina at Cuneida. We're going to be talking to her in a while. Um, this is her view. And also, this is a very special place. This is a little seat that was made as a sort of a gesture of thanks to the woman behind this whole project, Noelle Campbell Sharp. And this is her view from this lovely enclosed, sheltered nook out onto the bay. So we're here in cottage number one, which is the one beside the sea um, as you drive into the village with Dorina Nikaneda, the poet, and uh, Dorina of all of us, of the seven of us here, you're the only one I think who's been here before. So there's clearly something about Kilreelig that works for you. What is it? I think it's magic. I think the structure of the place really works. I think the layout of the cottages is great. I think coming here to switch off and focus on your work solely is really, really invigorating and makes you think in a different way outside of your home environment and that, that you can dedicate every day, all day, to doing what you do best. Mm -hmm. Because I know that you live somewhere very beautiful in mm. Bally David in, in, in the Dingle Peninsula, which, you know, that's somewhere where I'd go for a writing retreat as well, if, 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 if I could. But is it because that, that that's home and familiar, so you don't get the same sort of difference or strangeness that you get here? Is that is that it? Um, West Kerry is an extraordinary place and it inspires me literally on a daily basis and has done so all my life. And I never tire of it. I never tire of the landscape at all. And I've written an awful lot about that landscape, but I kind of eat up landscape. I've spent times in Donegal or various different places and to get away from the familiar is always a good thing. And because this place is so dedicated to your craft, mm. you tend to think in a different way about what you do and get right down to the nuts and bolts and nitty gritty of it. Mm -hmm. and, and talk to me a bit about the discipline, because I know that when I have all day, nobody looking over my shoulder, you know, sometimes I want to slack off. I mean, sometimes I work hard, but, you know, how how do you discipline yourself? I find if I don't, I find if, if I don't discipline myself when I come down to Kilrelic, I go a little bit around the twist. I go a little bit doolally. So it has to be focused and structured. There has to be some project that I'm working on. There has to be space for the random stuff. But I'm working on a translation of a book I did before. I'm working on music to go with the CD, rehearsing that. I'm, rehearsing a performance piece for Dingle Bookshop on the 5th of November and I've been writing and creating new stuff but if I didn't have the nuts and bolts, the structure and the, the workload sort of laid out I would find it very lonely and isolated here. Mm -hmm. So what are you, um, how do you think that there's a particular type of poem that you write here or I think you, you mentioned to me before that there were some Kilrelig League inspired poems in your new collection, mm. so... Yeah, they're pretty bare, most of them, but they're very powerful and uh, they are not all site specific to Kilrelig, League, but they were written here or inspired by 
being here and thinking here and looking out at Danish and Scarif and walking out to Bolus and reading Sean O'Connell's book up in the meeting house and mm -hmm. being aware that this amazing storyteller lived here and that we're here now creating and so there's sort of a line going on there and each time I come down I try and weave Sean O'Connell into something somewhere. Yeah. I have a Sean O'Connell poem as well, with Homer thrown in for good measure. So uh, he's hard to he's hard to resist that man, yeah. I think, which is as it should be. We're we're in his village. Um, would you like to read? Um, I think you have a poem from your forthcoming collection there. That... Yeah, I have I have a load of them, but I read one which um, in English is called a Kilrealig moment, and in Irish is something totally different, which is typical of my translations they're not literal they're like versions okay. they have to stand alone as English pieces but they're definitely written in Irish so this is Imacht Gantacht Ailean Gwey Ishel and Ison Varige Vobarna Hale Meltacht Fuma Satarman Imlach Vech Humrican Amehe A Clokadu Harker of Velvet A Tespach and Realta Ag sothers na fracha cuna arda aimed. Turlingin sheed chlush, ag cogger, a dangas drawn share. Imian to ag seril a taushe, ag lean and durst a stach and behan tirta, la fachashi danama. Chol ag quish luminat se hewness. A squilton shilla ag chlush. Titan focalon spade. Cream dirach er vinn a railta, a dinche gramahe, so an all chorus machnev, is fogterhu, id a macht gantacht, crochte er glor na fargus dihil. An asperla, <coughs> kilrealig moment. A low wind rises from the sea to the cliff top, a trance like sound in the far out sanctuary. Under the whim of the muse, her purple-black velvet coat, her unruly high spirits wander in the tall, quiet, wooden eaves. She descends in your ear, whispering in a strange language. Then you make love with a ghost who flies in through the door to chat with the very reefs of your soul. Music pulses within you in the silence until a syllable cracks in your ear. A word falls from the sky directly from the back of a star until it gets stuck in the normal system of thought and you are left, neither coming nor going, hanging on the sound of the sea at night time. Okay, we are now in cottage number eight, which is the home for the 10 days of the writer Sydney Weinberg. Sydney, thanks for letting me in with my camera to have a bit of a chat. Yeah, sure. So tell us, why did you apply for this in the first place? What what did you know about Kilreelig or did you know anything about Kilreelig? Oh, I, I did. Um, a friend of mine, um, Anamika Bishop, she's a musician and she did it. And I saw some of her pictures, or just that she was going down to carry, and I was intrigued. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd asked her about it later, and she just raved about it. And I was like, oh, I really want to do that. And then um, and then I just saw that 
And I had actually written to Mary at the office oh. and asked, like, how do I apply for this? And she was like, oh, here's the process, but it'll be like a year or two until, like, yeah. you know, you could go. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, that's, that's a long time. And then I saw this this sort of Irish writers thing, and it was so much sooner. Mm. And so I just, like, I just went for that. Well, that sounds like fate, because I um, met Noelle Campbell Sharp yesterday evening. And she dropped into the cottage and she was saying that they get about 2,000 applications a year and they can only actually house 200 wow. artists over the course of the year. So it was incredibly lucky yeah. to, to, to get this way, you know. Wow, definitely. I feel even more lucky now. <laughs> yeah. So has it lived up to the expectations you have or has it been different or, or you know, what's it been like? Um, yes and no, because... Well, I've never done a residency before. When I was younger, I traveled a lot, and I would um, volunteer kind of in like like farms or small businesses and sometimes very rural places. And so I'd be very disconnected from technology and like doing manual labor a few hours, and then the rest of the time I had free to like read or write. So they were kind of like these like DIY residencies, and I loved those experiences, and I found them so um, like creatively fruitful and invigorating. And that was something that like, I hope to recapture again and I felt like I had been missing that kind of like immersive experience in my busy life mm -hmm. in Dublin and so in part I I did feel like I had recaptured it but then also I sort of had this realization that like I don't know I have reached this stage of a human as a human where I don't get to disconnect with technology like I'm a cyborg now yeah it's part of me and instead of it being um, a distraction like it was before, I have more of an acceptance of it and an ability to do both and yeah. to kind of um, like have that have that existence and then also have like my more um, kind of uh, quiet one yeah. that, that revolves around like reading and writing and thinking. Yeah. Um, so it's more compartmentalized rather than a constant thing. You can you can be hooked in but you can be unhooked yeah yeah and kind of just realizing like that's the way it is now and I yeah. have to manage it because mm -hmm. I actually was so worried about being disconnected from wi-fi I brought a dongle down oh, yeah. and have been spending ridiculous amounts of money on 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 wi-fi yeah. so no I didn't want the internet at all and yeah. um uh but it's been strange because I have a really bad connection but every once in a while like my work right now there's there's I won't get into it but like we have a report published so yeah. there's loads of things coming in on twitter and all of a sudden i'm getting all these tweets from work about fracking oh you don't you don't <laughs> not want like, that in your yeah, head when I you're know. when you're down here so what's the creative work i mean um is it fiction what are you working on and has it changed from being here would you say yeah it has basically what i what i brought down was this um this novel that i had started about four years ago and I had stalled on it, and I've been mm -hmm. working on short stories since, and I was kind of like, you know, am I going to finish this thing or not? Do I want to? And so that's kind of what I've been trying to figure out and, and doing here. And I've been re basically rewriting what I have of it so far. And that's been a really um, interesting experience because it's, it's been working. Like, And one thing that's been really fruitful here is that while you have the solitude, you also have... Um, other people mm. and we all kind of get stir crazy at the same time mm. so i've had talks uh, like with adam and kate for instance that were kind of helped me yeah um later come back and and kind of see a way through that i hadn't seen before yeah and so um i've been working on that project and i feel really good about it
Welcome to uh, day eight. It's Saturday, the last Saturday down here. I've got two more full days, Saturday and Sunday, and then back home on Monday. And really beginning to feel like I have very little time left and not enough time to discover this lovely place. Yesterday was a slight bit of a, a bunk off, I'm afraid, because I did work in the morning, but then people were going megalith hunting and there was a trip to Carcevine, so that was pretty much all afternoon. And then we had arranged as a group to get together last night. Um, we haven't actually all been together in the one spot at all over the course of a few days. So we're all in our little cottages, but a few unilateral and bilateral things going on, but, but not the whole group. So we met last night and uh, went up initially to the Chakshanaki, but lit a fire and the chimney smoked us out. So we came back down here actually, because uh, there's enough room for everybody to sit around in sofas and chairs and things. And had a grand old chat for a few hours and uh, uh, set the world to rights. So um, I'm kind of conscious that that was a day gone and I, I want to really enjoy these last couple of days of being here. Well anyway, I am here in cottage number three with uh, Martin Malone who is a novelist, short story writer, poet, Kildare man. All the, that information right? Yeah, except the poets. Well, I've heard your poetry, so I'm going to leave that in. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to leave that in. Um, yeah. So you're you're the the last of the seven writers that I've had a chance to chat with, and we're on pretty much the last full day on Sunday. So I'm just wondering, what's your experience been like here? Uh, I've enjoyed it very much, and work-wise for me, it was very productive. I've had a bit of writing... Uh, Got revised, uh, wrote a short story, had a look at a poem, and uh, did a sort of a, a diary mm -hmm. of my experiences. Here. Oh, very good. Yeah, so that was uh, that was interesting. Um, kind of, it's a unique experience really because the little residency I was on was in uh, Monaghan, Taylor Guthrie. Yeah. And I didn't stay there. Okay, so um, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't give out the, the lifespan <laughs> for, for for various reasons, you know. I just didn't take to get take to the take to the energy. So what what's been different about this? Well, this I feel that there's more, I suppose, more freedom. Obviously, you can natural beauty then as well, and it's a place of stones, I think, and stones that have a kind of uh, an energy that can speak to you, especially when they're inscribed. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so the landscape is full of stories, hmm. and the stories are to be found in the stones. And uh, you know, you come across when you stray from the road here. There's always a surprise mm -hmm. if you keep your eyes open, be focused on what you know. I enjoy, I enjoy the walks around here as well. Mm -hmm. I didn't get that my other residence, you know. Um, so I came down with, with I suppose. Uh, not out of blinker vision, but I wanted to solely engage with the work, but I found myself being drawn to the sure. yeah, to, to nature and to the walks and in doing that I was recharging the batteries. Um there was stress stimulus as well and gain. So I was actually writing when I was walking. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I took full opportunity to, to engage with that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But 
uh, I find that I enjoy walking anyway, but here it's just, you know, there's a new world. I have to pinch myself sometimes. Am I a different country? Yeah, you know. It's very so, different around here, isn't it's it? It's very different now. Yeah. The, the energy is, 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 is unique. Yeah. Yeah. You go, I'm, I'm walking up now, I've gone to certain places and you'd know to back away and walk away. Yeah. Uh, and here it's, it's different. Mm. Um, and, it, you know, there's a time to go as well. I think this, this is definitely the place uh, to go. And I mean, if you're, you're, you're at a block here, you can only open the door and walk out mm. and walk about 20 feet away to the sea, you mm. know, mm. and uh, go right or left and you have these walks. And so it, it's, it's, uh, it's energizing. So this is it. Just doing my last check of the house to make sure I haven't left anything important behind that I can't bring with me in my mind's eye. And I think it's pretty clear. I'm going to pack up the car now, um, bring uh, both Sydney and Adam home, um, and try and remember as much of this as possible. Hopefully this little film will help, um, because it has been such a memorable experience. Thank you, Hess. Hopefully I'll be back. Are you getting the last picture of us? Just to get a group. What Sydney! We never managed to get the full, um, the full everybody. I've lost my sunglasses as well. What? Yeah, yeah. Weird, isn't it? Mm. It's weird, isn't it? It's because the message is, Kate says, that we need to not... You need to see clearly without the glasses. You can see better now. Oh, like we're, we're trying to work out what it means losing our sunglasses.